Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, we praise God for bringing us to the 14th day of the world explosion 2023. And uh, it's been awesome. The journey has been so, so enriching since it began. Uh, today's another day. We trust God for great experience through His word. Jesus. Let's have a word of prayer. Holy Spirit, we bless and appreciate. Thank you for another time of fellowship. Thank you for another time in your word. Thank you for what you have taught us to us, but thank you for the great insight that we see. Jesus, we have a Father with glory. We ask today again that you grant us great insight again. Teach us, grant us understanding that we may your glory and truth in Jesus. Name. Amen. Amen. Okay, we'll sing our song forever. Oh Lord, your word is set. In heaven it is settled forever, forever. Oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven it is Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. We're continuing on our verse of scripture. We have been on John chapter 1, verse 8, um, and um, the King James Version says, He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. We're looking at the word sent, amen, to Jesus, and we've been able to understand um, that the one who is sent is actually an agent. Praise God for the Lord. Understanding, we understood yesterday that um, agent of Christ Jesus caused things to happen for Jesus on earth. That is we as agents of Christ because things happened for yesterday that um, Jesus um, um, did not um, just um, send his disciples out because of his trust for that imperfection, or rather trusted in training, trusted in his own praise God for God. Hallelujah. And understood that on that ground, there will keep causing things to happen for Jesus. It will not wait till when we feel we are perfect before we start causing things to happen for Jesus. But in the, the actual fact is that as long as we remain in this human suit, our imperfection is something we have we still have to keep dealing with praise God forevermore. We will keep we keep maturing um, which maturity, your maturity like we learned in um, um, the alignment of our soul for our spirit man, praise God forevermore. Keep maturing, and the more we keep maturing, that means we gain in perfection. So if we want to wait for where we have attained, with the peak of perfection, uh, before we start uh, causing things to happen for Jesus, we'll never make anything happen because we actually attain the peak of perfection. On this edge, we put off immortality, praise God forevermore. We put on immortality, and that time, uh, uh, no one knows him is us, and we're all trusting God that by the grace of God, we'll have sufficient time to do a great work for the Lord. While we are there, I will just make prayer and I was like, Lord, number of years, how much have I done you? I was like, God, I ask that you have more for you. Amen to Jesus. Um, the actual fact is that our life as believers and as new creatures, and as of the Lord Jesus, the value of our life is not in the number of years we were in fact we make. You know, causing things to happen for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we all trust God for more than 20 years, we all trust God for 100 years, 90 years, this goes on. But um, that is not what actually tells how much, you know, how much we determine by how much cost. So you have, if you live 100 years and it didn't cost much to happen for Jesus, it's equivalent to maybe living 20 or living 18 years, praise God forevermore. 
because um, some of us begin to cause things to happen for maybe when we get born again. Some of us don't get born again at any age. Amen to Jesus. Even some of us when we get born again, we don't even cause start causing things to happen for the later on we start causing things to happen. Amen to Jesus. Amen. And so that's why it's important that we start off. The moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, we have to say, um, I don't know how to. No, 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 no. The 70, when they were sent out, they were not master preachers. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. They were not master preachers. They were not um, um, linguistically um, eloquent when it comes to use of you know, words. Amen to Jesus. Amen. They just went out the authority that Jesus gave to them. When you go out, take not take not neither post nor street, not take an extra suit, you know, say in whosoever house that that, that 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 you can get, um, and uh, whosoever receives you, leave your peace with him. Whosoever does not receive you, dust your feet out uh, and leave the place. Do not go to the um, to obey of the Samaritans, but go to the lodge for the house of them. He gave them instructions and just told them to go and preach about the kingdom. And when they came back, their testimony was that demons, demons, um, Flee, flee at the name of Jesus. He didn't come and tell us that Jesus meant my homiletics was excellent. My, uh, my, my, my presentation was so profound that, you know, people were applauding when they were hearing me speak. They, they, that was not the testimony that they came back with. We are not against that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, it's beautiful. Praise God forevermore. But what matters most is the result of what we Now, when you finish speaking and um, your presentation is superb, when you finish speaking and you have your homiletic um, and eloquence at top notch, what is the end result? The demons flee. Now, because a well-presented presentation of the gospel that makes demons relax is a waste of time. Huh? Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a waste of time. Now, but let me say what a sharp presentation of the gospel from a linguistic and eloquence and homiletic point of view that makes demons flee. Is what it is the result we are looking for. You get what I'm saying? So we're not against you presenting it well, but we are, we are what matters the most is let demons flee. Are you get what I'm saying? No matter your presentation, at the end of the day, what matters the most let demons flee. And fleeing of demons means that people are gonna get saved too. Because for demons to check out, the demons that have kept some people unsaved will have to check out. Are you get what I'm saying? For them to get saved. So the, the basic emphasis is the salvation of the souls of people is that demons flee, is that, you know, souls are being changed, praise God forevermore. And that is what the basic emphasis is, amen to Jesus. And that's the reason why it is never too early to start causing things to happen for Jesus. It's never too early. So I just got born again, I cannot make this happen. You know, we've, we've had series of, you know, stories of until you are strong, don't go out to evangelize. My brothers, my sisters, I do not dispute that statement, but at the same time, I dispute a part of it because you can evangelize the children, sir. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You can reach out to children, you can reach out to people that you that in quotes they, they don't have those demonic uh, whatever uh, fear that you have. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But you can always reach out to God. And the actual part is that when you get when you get born again and you see you receive that power. Remember, it's, we are we go out based on that authority. Are you get what I'm saying? We go out based on that authority, based on that power, and without authority. If you if if you know what the authority entails at New Bed, you can you don't need to study the operations of demons to check demons out. These guys, these seventies, did not study demonology, yes. but they were checking demons out. I think one of the challenges we have in our time is too much uh, too much uh, knowledge of the devil that has kept us uninformed about the power of God. 
These guys didn't know demonology. They didn't know the study of demons and devils. But they went out. Jesus said, I give unto you what? Power. They just went with that power and they were checking out demons. So what is most important is that we know the power we have in us. And with that power, we have what it takes and we are more than sufficient to do what? To go check out demons. And you get what I'm saying? Yes. That's the most important thing. We are, we are, with that power, we have what it takes to go cause things to happen for Jesus here on this. And so everybody is, every born again child of God, every new creature is on this act. It's not a tax meant for bishops, a known archbishops. And you get what I'm saying? When we talk about agents of Christ, we think that, you know, those that have been um, ordained and coronated and, you know, uh, you know and, the, and, the, and, the, and the big and the big names go. You know, those are the ones that are agents of God. No, everyone that has been born, born again, blood washed, is an agent of Christ. And you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. You know, I always say this again. The word apostle is the Greek word apostolos, which means sent one. And we saw in Matthew 28, verse 19, that Jesus sent all the disciples. They were first sent before they were born apostles. Why he was sending me? Watch it. Why he was sending them out in Matthew chapter 28? They were not born apostles. They were Peter, James, Andrew. You understand what I'm saying? He was, he was, uh, he did that before he ascended. Are you getting what I'm saying? They were just the common disciples. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was based on their, their, their feats in carrying out the assignment he gave to them that made them, made people call them what? Apostles. Praise God forevermore. And the first feat that they did was what even made them call them Christians, Christians, James followers of Christ. And then as they went on, they were called what? Apostles. So basically, they were just the, the disciples he sent out. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everyone of us fall into the category of disciples that are being sent out by the Lord Jesus. We are sent ones. We are apostles. We have been sent out by the Lord Jesus. And we have the responsibility to carry out the tax he has given to us. This will cause things to, you know, cause things to happen for him. You know, and uh, you see, the word um, Christ uh, is the anointed and the anointing, you know, and that's the, that's the Greek word for the Hebrew word, Hamashia. And basically, it actually symbolizes uh, an anointed and anointed basically speak, speaks of, you know, what is done to a king and a priest. You know, in the old time Israel, when a king is being um, um, brought, uh, as the king is anointed, and the priest, also when he's being sworn as a priest, is also anointed. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what the Bible says. You are kings and you are what priests. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And so Christ is the he, he was anointed as the, the the savior. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we are Christ. Are you getting me? Because we have been anointed by him as king and what and priest. And so we've been given the power to do what. To go out there and cause things to happen Christ. Cause things to happen for Christ. The same but you see, I have not fasted and no. You see, fasting and prayer is not what gives you. It is the word that gives you power. Hebrews 4 verse 10, it says the word of God is quick and powerful sharper than any breast well. Getting to the dividing of the soul and spirit and setting the deep intent of the man's heart. It, it didn't say pastor and prayer is powerful. It said the word is powerful, alive and warm, powerful. Now it's a continuous intake and revelation of the word that generates the power of God in you. That can make you cause things to happen. Actually fasting is just you know, subjecting our flesh for it to be more uh, aligned to the soul and makes us more sensitive. That is why as you go on, you can understand that you, fa you can fast food, amen to Jesus. Amen. You can also 
want to understand that you can fast every kind of pleasure. Fasting is abstaining yourself from pleasures. Um, Daniel fasted um, uh, 21 days and he said, No pleasant bread came in. So that was the fasting of no pleasant bread. It didn't mean that he did not eat bread, but he just ensured that he didn't eat any pleasant bread. So it could mean that he was eating dry bread. You know what I'm saying? It's God. But just make sure that the pleasure of a nice meal didn't come into that 21 days. You know, that 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 that's a kind of fasting. It's just to subject your flesh and for, for your spirit, for your for your flesh to be more subjective and going to be more spiritually sensitive and conscious. And also there are health benefits of fasting also that we also know pretty well about. And everybody is based is meant to fast based on the understanding of his health and, and every of that. Amen to Jesus. Not fasting because they say you should dry fasting. And I don't do dry fasting. I've been telling people that as well. When I tell them, I don't do dry fast. It doesn't, it doesn't work on my health. Amen to Jesus. But I know the kind of fasting that works on my health. And I do it praise God forevermore. But fasting is not what gives you the power of God. The word of God. It's the revelation of Christ. That when Christ Jesus is revealed to you, power is at That is as simple as that. When Jesus is revealed to you, power is at work. And you get what I'm saying? So most of the time, the devil just wants us to be religiously blind by making us focus, remove our focus from the world and make us focus on any other thing other than the world. You know what I'm saying? And number two, what is prayer? Prayer is communication with God. Now, so we, we speak to God in prayer. God speaks to us via His word. That is what He calls the balance of the prophet. Now, so if we are speaking to God, I will not hear you from God, but we cannot have power. So when we are saying we are praying, uh, we are saying we, are, we should be praying with the word. Exactly. So pray with the word, not just praying, you speaking, speaking. Mm-hmm. And because uh, many have taken it literally that we are praying, you talk to God, if God talks to so they pray and wait for to hear a voice. Okay. You know? So, uh, and the voice is not always uh, coming out one night. Mm-hmm. So, the most sure way to hear the voice carry the Bible. So, you don't just pray, spending your seven hours in prayers, you've spoken your now you need to give God another. Can you just give God another how many hours to hear from Him? And that's digging yourself and in your I don't know how to describe yes. it into your Exactly. And so the, the word of God is when, when the word of God is power, power. That's that's power. So you can you may you may you may spend time. You know, pray, but if you are the void of the world, the void of power. And even if you begin to manifest, if you manifest gifts, the void of the world, in no time may enter and time to error. That's the reason why the, the word of God, the word of God is is the power of God that balances and um, um, channels the, 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 the gifts of God appropriately. Issues of pride and arrogance, when you are a student, when you are giving to the world, you, you're not going to have some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, so that's the, the, the reason why. What is very important, like we said, Jesus trusts himself, he trusts the world, he is the one who trusts the world, are we together? Yeah. And he knew that for three and a half years, what he was doing was eating himself. Now, most of the time, we believe that it was in um, the transfiguration, he revealed himself to the disciples. Actually, that was that was not where he did initially. He did that to the disciples when he walked with them, when he, he was feeding the 5,000, when every day he was just revealing himself, he was just revealing himself to the world every day. Every day, every day, every day, himself to them every day. See, and it's based on that revelation. Because if they to be based on transfiguration, the likes of uh, likes of Thomas, the likes of Jude, Philip, we had nothing to see. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But we we saw that um, 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 Andrew, we saw that Thomas, Thomas evangelized India. Are you get what I'm saying? Thomas evangelized India, and the other likes they went round and they were doing great things. Not because 
of transfiguration, but because of the daily revelation that illuminated him. And you see, transfiguration, it was only three people that saw them. Peter, James, and John. So if we're to depend on transfiguration, the other guys would have had nothing to say about Jesus. Could have had nothing to say about Jesus. But you see, Jesus spent three and a half years revealing himself to these men on a daily basis. That's why I told Philip, he said, how will you be asking, to show, asking me to show the Father? He said, you have been with me this long. And you are still asking me to show you the Father? He could ask that question because it was like, I've been revealing the Father to you by revealing myself. So I don't expect you to be asking me, show me the Father. If he was not revealing himself, then Philip would have had nothing to say. All the other um, um, nine guys that have had nothing to say. It's even um, painful that even Judas even had Jesus to be revealed. Are you going to say? So the basis of, 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 of um, revelation was not it was the daily revelation that we did and that's what he wants every day with us daily revelation of himself that's why you pick up the bible study it daily say but i read that verse yesterday i read i've read this book read it again read it again read it again it's daily revelation daily daily just daily because christ revealed himself in seven three and a half years and look at what the daily revelation was three and a half years look what he did to them three and a half years look at what he did to them John has to say, things that we have seen, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, two, our eyes are put upon and our hands are hands of the word of Christ. Daily revelation, daily revelation, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Daily revelation, and it's very important because that's what we need to, you know, cause things to happen on earth, you know, Jesus. Now, we understood quite a lot yesterday, and uh, we understood that Jesus um, trusted his training, that's why he put authority to his uh, Amen. And it's important we know that takes trust in the training that we get because the training continues while the training exercises the dedicated. That's the beautiful thing about training. It's training on the job. It's training on the job. Training on the job. See, um, we as followers of the Lord Jesus, we have not finished training. See, the disciples, they were still on the job when he sent them. Are you getting me? They ascended, and when he even ascended, they kept experiencing training while they were there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, because they were new things they had to deal with, are you getting me, that their training had to remind them of some things he said to them. You know, there were new things they had to deal with that their training had to remind them of things he said to them. You know? So, the training was training on the job. And if you go to any organization that is soaring and you discover that they, they, they keep training their employees on the job. They keep training their, they, they send some of them for training programs, send some of them for, they send them for um, different programs to keep training them on the job. Any organization that stops training its employees, no distance I will begin that the employee an organization in general will not train for them. So you don't say, I want to finish training before I tell you. When employees come into the organization, they interview them, they give them work and introduction and also, and the next thing they do is they employ them, and then the next stage is what? Training on the job. Training on the job continues and continues and continues and continues and continues. Don't stop the training on you and end, end your appointment there. Amen to Jesus. And so, that's that's based on which authority is dedicated. Continuous training on the job. Now, on the other hand, the training was the training must be willing and responsible to the trainer. Must be willing and what? Responsible to the trainer. Not necessarily perfect. Must be willing and responsible to the trainer for the trainer to work. So there's a part of the trainer who keeps training. Are you get what I'm saying? Why the training is on the job? Keeps training. There's a part on the trainee who must also be what willing and what responsible. The trainer. You can't say I want, your trainer wants to train you. I tell your trainer, well, I, I'm, I, I'm tired or I'm, I, have, I have a task on hand. It's just like your boss. 
a minute plus says you are going for training um, next week in um, the US and say, ah, boss, but there's a tax I have for now that I have to pay. The person who is sending you to go is not the one who gave me the tax. I get what I'm saying. Now, some of the time, this is amazing because sometimes, as trainees of the Lord Jesus, the Lord may tell us, go to a particular tax now for training, go to a particular location for training, and say, but Lord, you gave me this tax for me. He's the one who gave me the tax. He gave me the tax and, he, and he's telling you, leave that tax for the moment and go to this place to do this training. And you're asking, Lord, this tax is and I have to finish it. And then he looks at you and says, who gave me the tax? And you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So we must also be, as the trainees, we must be what? Responsive and what willing. The Bible says, if you be willing and obedient, shall eat the food of the land. Not just if you be obedient, you don't know what? Yes, willing. First, willing. Because willingness is what gives rise to it. If you are not willing, you will never be obedient. A lot of Christians are not willing. That's why they are not what? Obedient. And you get what I'm saying? They are of their own will, not of the will of God. You see, we, 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 we learned some a, a while ago, one of our teachings, it's up there on the podcast, that the greatest prayer any believer in the Lord Jesus can pray, any follower of Jesus can pray. Because our journey on this earth is the journey of submitting our will to Jesus. That was the climax of Jesus' prayer. Jesus started with prayer and he ended at the end, the last prayer of Jesus was that. <laughs> it was the climax of his prayer. He cannot think. He prayed, the Bible says in the hours of the morning to pray unto the Lord, not to pray to his father. He did that for years, for years, but th- those were big prayer times. Most of us speak that the big prayer times. That time we go and pray for five hours, praying and praying and praying and praying for that. That's a prayer time. Or pray for eight hours, that's a prayer time. Or pray for 12 hours, that's a prayer time. That's a big prayer. That's a big prayer. But you see, the greatest is always known at the end. The greatest prayer that Jesus prayed, but that was the last prayer. Now, so we have a great pedestal on which to stand on if we start off our prayer by praying his greatest. If we begin our prayer with his end prayer, and it's one of the most challenging prayers to pray. You know what I'm saying? But you see, at the end of the day, our journey here is aligning our will to God. Our journey here is surrendering our will. And the more we surrender our will for His will, the more we fulfill His will for us. And the more we are actually fulfilled. The less we surrender our will for His will, the more we are frustrated. <laughs> it's, as, it's as simple as that. The more we are frustrated. And it, you know, for every time we surrender our will to His will, we discover that we look back and say, Thank God I did. You know, I was talking with um, Pastor Dalton, I was like, I, I always tell people this, that my desire many years ago was never to live outside my country. I wanted to live in my country and then go around the world. You know what I'm saying? But living outside my country, no, I never, I love my country, I never, I never wanted to go out of my country. But when the Lord started opening the door of living outside the country, I thought I could just be like, no. Three years down, and then I come back. Okay, managing to do that, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I have been outside my country, living outside my country since 2014. And in fact, I began to, yesterday, began to like, you know, like, I'm beginning to see another door that may be open. And I was living past my life, and I was like, you know, living God for that door. But if you ask me 10 years ago, 10 years ago, if I wanted that kind of door, I'll tell you no. I'll tell you no. Praise God first of all. I'll tell you no. But now, because of submitting to the will of God, it's a gradual process. There's one of the time where God... Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled, Serve the Lord Christ. Authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. This book is the beginning of new experiences for every believer serving the Lord Christ in the body of Christ. God is the rewarder of all who are diligent in their service to Him. Thus, rewards naturally comes to the faithful servant of God. However, motives are paramount to our service in the kingdom of God. If the purposes of the one serving God are not good and acceptable, the service cannot be good and acceptable either. 
As a child of God, you have an assignment to do for the Lord here on earth. Find out how to walk in God's purpose, fulfill the course of the Lord and receive the glory set before. This information in this book will be helpful and useful for individuals, families, groups and local churches. Order a copy today via Amazon. Welcome back. He wants us to get to self. He will not take us there again. Yeah. Because we are not prepared for that kind of thing. So he begins to introduce us into that place gradually. The way the Lord has been introducing me gradually, I am now much more open to any more thing he has in stock for me. You know? And that is how the word of God actually. That's how it's trained. It doesn't, it doesn't start you off happy. No, 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 no. It doesn't start you off with tax. You need, you need 100 people to build your gates. No, no. Yeah. That's your point. What your 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 little mustard thing? Yeah. Until your faith grows. Yeah, yeah, sure. So that, that that's one thing we need to understand. As um, trainees, we have to be first. We must be what we willing. must be willing. Our training. It's a gradual process of being willing. Willingness comes gradually, and sometimes it's going to stretch, or stretch you, but you're just going on in a stretching. It will become elastic up to and down. Elasticity comes over time. Soon. Doesn't come so you know, even we are made to understand that there are many things that a human body can do, but we we'll never know. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's what training does. Training stretches you to see your capability, your capacity. That's what training does. Amen to training. And it's continuous on the job. Keep doing it. We keep we keep getting trained. You know, we don't we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't say I'm stopping the job to be trained. You're trained on the job, trained on the job. Um um I, I remember then when I have to use a teacher. Because teaching was required teaching. I thought that was about email. I told somebody once, I said, if you have to invite me, you have to give me a notice. Why? Because I have to prepare the teacher. And I, was, I thought I was really doing it. You know, I was doing it very well. And the teachers were very powerful, you know. You know, I remember there was an invitation I had. My God. When I prepared, it was rehearsing, reading it over. Two weeks. Reading over, reading over the brain. I read the trade on it, read it for me. Team became me. I became When I went out there, it was explosively powerful. It was a stick. But today, I, have, I literally can prepare teaching. I'm not at one point, but, and they are still explosively powerful. It came by training on the job. And you even have some days that you don't even prepare. Yeah, yeah. And you are still able to run for 45 minutes oh, no. without you perish. And they're still powerful. And they're still powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, it came by training on the job. Amen yeah. to Jesus. So you, we just have to keep him willing and you know responsible to our trainer because you never can tell the great. Things you can cause to happen for an obedient favor. Hallelujah. You never can tell. There's so much we can do. Oh. And um, many of us are just, just just stress allow him to start training. Allow him to start training. It, I'm not saying it's an exciting training experience. No, no, no. It's not, it, it, for that, it's not exciting training. You know what I'm saying? But it's worth the while. There's so much work. Now, secret to the preceding, Jesus made salvation happen on earth and delegated his power to disciples. That's both past, present, and no. To make reconciliation. You see, he had his own tax. His own tax was to make it on sale. And he delegated it of making reconciliation. I went to get Now, you know, uh, um, the, the, the book that was tied years ago, I know actually it was the unfinished work, you know. And we all know the thing. But actually, it's an unfinished work of Christ. Sir. The unfinished work of Christ is perfect. If Jesus finished reconciliation, he would have left. He actually intentionally did not finish. He finished salvation and left us here to do because we have it. We are relevant in this. We are relevant in this business. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's 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 the love of God. The love of God makes us just the same way God the Father made John about the relevant of the Jesus made the new creation relevant in the business. And what is the, what how did he make us relevant in the business? He did salvation and left us.
So let me use this word. Jesus is banking on us for the tax of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's that's what we are here doing as is reconciling, reconciling men to God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Now, so our tax is to do this taxing. It's not like he couldn't do it, but he left it for us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's such a privilege for us to be left to take it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. If there was no job left for us to do, when we got born again, we have taken But the proof that there was a job Jesus left for us to do is that what? We are still here. We are still here. We are still here. And reconciling them. We are not here to buy and sell. People say, yet you say the word is a market. No, that's others. But for the, all the new creation, the word is not. The word is where we live. Mm. We are here on the business of reclining them to Christ. Not to buy and sell. What are we buying and sell? Buy and sell. No, 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 no. We are here on a business agent. So, so by your by your business you are doing, your job you are doing, you are we are all meant to be reconciling men to Christ. You are you are, you are, you are in the marketplace, you are to be reconciling men to Christ. You are in the in your in your, in your professional life, you are to be reconciling men to Christ. You are everybody. It's not a pulpit work, it's an everybody work. And one of the challenges we've had over the years that we have left it to the pulpit and the work becomes more difficult. Because when we leave the work of reconciliation to the pulpit, you limit you the, limit the rich, the rich, you limit the influence. Exactly. You, you limit the uh the, let me say the period. Okay. Time. Everyone is shouting for my yeah, yeah. But if you leave pulpit to keep work, how will my happen? How much can people? There are people that you can influence that I cannot influence. They are in your workplace. You can influence them, but I can't influence them. And I've always said this over and over. The fivefold ministry was given for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. The fivefold ministry is not given for me. It's given to equip saints for the work of the people that do ministry are the saints. Not the fivefold ministry. The fivefold ministry is equipping. I get what I'm saying. So the ministry of the fivefold ministry is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. But we have when we call ministry, all we think of is fivefold pastor, the end is apostle, the prophet. It's not like the ones do. No, 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 no. They're actually the ones equipping you to do ministry, sir. You're actually the ones doing ministry. In that business world, you're the one doing ministry. In that office, you're the one doing ministry. You're the one doing ministry. They are equipping you. Is it the filling station that drives? No. The filling station does not drive. Filling station only fills the car so the car can go and drive. The fivefold ministry fills the car up so the car can go and drive. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And we get to get it well done so that we can be able to achieve the tasks that God has given us and achieve it and early. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. And this makes us understand that the greater work Jesus said he will do in John chapter 14 verse 12 is causing men to die. The greater work Jesus said that we will do. John 14 verse 12 is simply what causing men to rely to. John 14 verse 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me the works that I do, shall he do also greater works than this, shall he do, because I go on further. That is the greater work Jesus was talking about it, that the work of And this work, in the course of this work, you have to live. In the course of this work, you have, Jesus came for salvation. But in the course of ensuring salvation, when he healed the city, they say a great prophecy. They start, and Bible says, and many believe. And many believe. Why was he making many, 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 many believe in it? He now finally went to the cross. The, the hallmark, the zenith, the focus was the cross. But why all the making many believe in it before arriving at it? I get what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that makes you understand that the, the purpose of all the miracle signs and wonders, I get what I'm saying. Yeah. They were actually channels and pointing. So the focus was not the miracles, the final event. Now, so if you get you get it wrong, you crack the focus when you make the face of it. I was upon that's why I said the peon is about the prison. Everything we're gonna do for Jesus, every miracle, every sign, every wonder, everything we're gonna do, focus on Jesus. For us, the focus of every miracle, every breakthrough, every sign and wonder, every healing manifestation, manifestation focus like somebody said, if at the end of the soul is good, why should miracles happen? It's not for sure. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Why should manifestations happen? It's not for sure. We're not called here to show up. We're called to reconcilement. So why should I pray for the sick to get healed? The reason why I pray for the sick to get healed is for that sick to be saved. It's for him to be reconciled. If I pray for him and he gets healed, it's also it's not reconciled to God. I've actually wasted that um, that miracle because at the end of the day, he will go back to the world and he will get sick again. And the cycle continues. So like it reminds me of a story of a particular man who, sorry, who was um sick and he was the sickness was so terrible that his stomach was belly was swelling was they came for him um you know man of god ministered to him for him oh they were all happy after they were they didn't see him in church and so the man of god when started he not seen in church for a while again oh yes 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 i've not really become yes yes yeah yeah i've not become yes. the reason is that actually the last time what happened was that i took the charm i think there was a ministration by one that was what so i took the charm yes and man was yes what happened was that i actually did not take it like this time around and so don't worry about having fun so this um aspect is there is the part of uh, those who have been uh mercy of god is not them okay i don't want to go into that because that that's a different teaching but there's this other side of when you don't make people realize that Focus shouldn't be on miracles to also, mm-hmm. but for the one who has lived. Mm-hmm. When you make them all hungry for the miracle, not hungry, who performing the miracle, you, exactly. then you have more people like that. Exactly. Who just want for the miracle. Exactly. After the miracle, uh, what happened next? Mm-hmm. You know, some come for meetings and whatsoever you're saying, whatsoever you're doing is not until you start the prayer for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't know that all these things come. Exactly. And your healing is not just a one. Mm-hmm. Healing is continuous. is continuous. Yeah. Just living the life of salvation. It's mm-hmm. continuous. You keep being, uh, you know, you experience the situation in areas of your life. Yes. Yeah. So it's not just the salvation of being reconciled. No, but so there are other aspects of salvation and uh, those aspects that need. Uh, yeah. So those aspects that need you to align your soul with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. So when when the focus uh, may to be on. The exercise to be the or on the, the agents that's performing the mm-hmm. then you will have such uh kind of who all we want just do the, do the, do the thing, let us go. Mm-hmm. And all those other things, yeah, and all those opening the Bible, you know, and like we had in our, in our other locations. And when you start opening the Bible, they say, Pastor, mm-hmm. just say what you want to what you want. And you know, such enemies of such people, it's hard for you to just come to them. They are God has said, have been you know written from the foundation of the earth that they will not receive. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah, that they will not receive the mercy of God, but yeah, so they are just to that's why I take them back to the exactly. camp and make sure that they just keep. Consciousness that we're just um, messing yeah. There's who sent us. Yeah. So we must continue to project who exactly. instead of we. Exactly. Amen. So this is um, very important. The hallmark of time. Mm. I'm not against charity, but what is the problem? Why are you doing to? Why are you giving just to? As time you are why, why, why lose the opportunity you have? Exactly. If you're going to give to them, then you will give to them. Because the hallmark, the purpose of everything we do is the business. Any businessman knows that. What whatsoever joint of us business. Any cleaner. He's not just going to waste his time. On, I just want to, I just want to, people when they want to chat, when they want to, they are relaxing the business. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's this business attached to that relaxation. So everything we do focus on less of them to Jesus. So I want every one of us to say, I am Jesus' agent. Of- I am Jesus' agent of reconciliation on earth. Man, uh, we've had another great session uh, studying this sent package, you know, as and I believe continues. Send me your questions and uh, for any other feedbacks. Please use our email, chibaona.gmail. God bless you. Let's have a word of prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for another time in your presence. Thank you for teaching us again. We know these words have come into our hearts and the words of your word, not the others again. Amen. Hallelujah.
Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior, thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 033-154-551-2013. Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number, 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria. Account number, 5541020592 Also for further enquiries you can call us on +2334545947132 OR send us an email via chimdiohahunaministry@gmail.com Today remain ever blessed We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Komi Podcast. Jesus is Lord.